0: to the Start With Heart podcast, brought to you by The Collective. My name is Brad Stinson. I'm the CEO of The Collective Global, and my co-host is... Danny Williamson. Today, we are going to bring you a podcast
1: that actually where we interview each other. This is going to be fun. Yes, it is. I'm excited. Yeah. I've been looking forward to this. Me too. Yes. The reason we're doing this is so that you guys can know a little bit more about us and what we're about personally you might hear us on the past few interviews or whatever we did, and we're asking questions, but maybe you're like, well, who in the world are you, man? And so we want to answer that, and we really want um, to kind of dive into each other's stories and, and uh, share with you a little bit more of who we are.
0: Yeah, so I'm going to jump right in, and just uh, when we say start with heart,
1: Danny, what is the first thing that comes to your mind? Mm. It's the name of our podcast. Yeah, it is the name of our pod- podcast, Start With Heart. I like that. Um I'm going to go, I'm going to lean on Viktor Frankl for this one, and maybe I took your thunder, but I love his book, uh, Man's Search, Search for Meaning, and this whole idea of logotherapy and um, living with purpose, living with meaning, and I think that's where it starts with heart for me. Um, when I hear start with heart, I'm like, okay, let's start with what really matters, um, I've found the most satisfying times in my life is when I'm doing what really matters. When I'm doing things that impact people, um, that help people feel loved and encouraged and valued. When I make a difference in someone's life, um, I think, you know, having faith is part of my background. Being a Christian even is something that's really important to me as far as thinking of eternity And starting when I so when I think start with heart, I think of I want to start with the idea of eternity. I want to start with what really matters in this life and I want to be about it. How about Um, you, man? I think this is why we started it, man. I know you didn't steal my thunder.
0: It's just the way Mm -hmm. you and I see the world. Yeah. Right. You know, I believe this. I mean, we named it for this. And I think it's you start with heart to find that purpose. You know, we say it all the time is, is, you know, the the goal in life is to find your purpose, not just your passions. Mm -hmm. You don't. You don't really go after your passions to find more passions you can but the true the truth is is you want to figure out what your passions are so you can find your purpose and then go deeper into that purpose mm-hmm. um so this is this is really where you and i see eye to eye on this and i think that you know one of the things that just we wanted uh to bring to you and what we're trying to do is for people that have found their purpose and live their purpose and mm-hmm. i know that mm-hmm. uh you know, uh, you and I, you know, we've really tried to do that in our lives and, and, and understand what that means for us. And I think that there's a lot of times in this world that we're thinking about what do we see or what do we think? And, and I think that, you know, we really need to start to say, you know, what does our heart say about this? Mm -hmm. Because there's so many things distracting us from our hearts because of the, the way the world just is today. And I think that you know, if we if we had more conversation about what does our heart say mm-hmm. and what does it feel like and, and and where we are, I think that you'll even see that your what you see and what you hear gets better. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's um, it's a complete um, podcast focused on the stories and the interviews um, around uh, starting from a place that we know
1: purpose comes from. That's right. That's right. Um, well, another thing, and, and a lot of these questions are questions we like to ask are guests on the show. Um, But, you know, we want to ask ourselves these things as well. So a few years back, you started a company, uh, which I'm very familiar with. (laughs) But you started a company called The Collective Global. Uh, Could you share a little bit of backstory on that and why you started the collective global,
0: yeah. Um, no, as we all are, and we grow up, we were, you know, we're fascinated and interested in certain things. I've always been interested in leadership and what makes leader a leader, and how do people transcend to different levels? And you know, what does it mean to be a transformational leader, emotional intelligent leader? And I was always fascinated with that, and so I just really sought out to to, to learn from the best leaders I could in the corporations that I worked for, um, and I found, you know, that you know, during that during that time that I was, you know, finding my way as we all are in the world, uh, you know, early in our twenties and into our thirties that, uh, you know, I really was looking for something that, that I could, um, latch onto with all the things that are out there in the world on how to lead people on how I could actually, um, become transformational, lead a team of excellence and be influential in my company or my team or whatever. And, um, I, I found a path. I discovered a path that, um, was used many years ago, um, by a great leader, um, by the name of Nehemiah. And then I gut checked it with a lot of other leaders and, uh, corporations and sports teams and, uh, movements and history. And what I found was that they used a very similar path. Hmm. Um, and so I used it, um, in a corporation that I worked for, um, for about 10, 12 years. And, and and it really took I was on a bottom team kind of in that 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 valley of your career and and I worked with another guy um and we actually um brought our team to be a top five team and then Mm. we brought our state from a bottom state to a top state and then we worked in the zone and then we worked uh you know across the country helping other people do the same and then um as this was going on I saw um just it was um it was something that we're I didn't really completely focus on process or performance or the profit. I was completely focusing on the people. That's And this is a path for people that gave them purpose on the team that they were on. So um, I stepped out of, you know, corporate America to create the collective uh, global. And, uh, you know, have been on a journey, you know, the past three years while the company's three years old. The idea that's been used is over 10. And uh, we've just seen people um, not only find purpose at work. Hmm. But also to find purpose in taking some of these things home. Hmm. And I think that's where I've really seen when you really want to make change, make change at that dinner table. Yeah. And that's where change happens. And I think that, you know, our vision at the Collective Global is to awaken purpose at work and home. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're on a journey that we're going to die on that hill until we get there. And that's really what you know, our vision is, and that's why I created it. That's what we're doing. And this podcast is just an extension of it. I mean, I want to share stories of people who've done this that have tried, um, to live a life through purpose and starting with heart. And I think it's so important in the world that we live in. And, um, I'm just blessed to have the opportunity to work with an amazing team and yourself and, um, and so many amazing clients that just get that opportunity for leaders to really find their purpose and help others do the same.
1: Yeah, that's so, great.
0: We'll flip it back on you, man. Oh, I mean, you sweet. have, uh, you, you have an, a, an amazing story in the past that, you know, I really would love for you to, you know, kind of share if you look back of all the different types of nonprofits you've been with. And then obviously, mm-hmm. uh, you know, share about like how that is, you know, kind of, um, become who you are today, but then also this new, this new venture that has come Mm -hmm. out and this new thing that has come out of you, um, around joy, because, uh, I can tell you that, uh, if you've ever spent five minutes with Danny, you, 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 you you smile.
1: (laughs) Thanks, man. Um, really it's, I've been on a bit of a journey and when I was 18, my life turned around and, and, uh, I began to look up. Um, I was so inward focused, as many teenagers are and those kinds of things. But shortly after I graduated high school, I looked up and, um, and I surrendered my life to Christ. And that's really what turned everything around um, and set my eyes in the right direction. But a lot came with that. I had no idea that life could be so abundant. I had no idea that life could be such an adventure. And, and even, you asked my wife, um, even in her, her wedding vows, you know, to me, she she even said like I'm committed to you and all of your adventures. You know, she was like I, I, I'm with you in this. I know that there's never a dull moment with you, Danny. But I'm with you in this, and and, and it's true. My life has been an adventure. I've been able to travel all over the world, th- over 33 countries at this point. I've I've been a part of a couple nonprofits that have done worldwide works and humanitarian aid and works of evangelism and music. And, and so it's just been incredible. I've been super blessed. i um, been able to speak all over the world. It's just, it's really a, a gift that I don't deserve. Um, and But in the midst of all this, and even in the midst of trying times, so I remember living down in Argentina and I went through a real stretch down there. We were down there for almost three years. And while I was there, I was just really challenged. My joy was challenged. Because um, so that has been kind of it's always encompassed my life of joy and people, you know, they say joy and they say, man, I mean, even like you said, you know, it's, it's super encouraging. Um, and it has become almost a staple and a stamp on my life of being joyful. And, but I began to ask the questions, those hard questions in, um, in Argentina, even of like, uh, I started to lose it a bit and and where is that joy, you know? And, and I started to battle with things like depression and, and, and deep insecurities and these things and I just started to ask those questions well where's the joy and so thus this book came out of it out of, really out of that pain because mm-hmm. I had kind of lost my own joy and, and, um, and so it ties into the whole subtitle of the book which is an invitation to look up reach out and experience life's greatest treasure because I found that joy is such a strength giver um, when we walk in joy we don't feel like we're hit by a train that's just going by right now. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> and cups are falling and it's crazy, you know. <laughs> but when life gets crazy, what happens? Do we, do we sink into our hole or, or do we begin to look up and find strength? Um, do we get to look outside of ourselves? Do we look away from our phone? Uh, you know what I mean? Oh, it, yeah, it's, it, it's a huge problem now um this whole phone thing and, and we just were so locked into our phones and so locked into our social media worlds and those things and so some of that's brought up in the book but to tie it all full circle i just began to be passionate about joy because you ask anybody and, and all my world travels i just it's like you ask any any person any culture hey do you want joy 100% yeah absolutely mm-hmm. Um, sometimes people have a misconception of what joy is. They think it's just about being happy and hula hoops and you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. uh, unicorns and rainbows. And and it's really, it's so much more than that. I mean, there's even things we can experience that I I call painful joy Mm -hmm. that if it wouldn't have been for the pain that I did walk through, I would have never had the joy that I have now Mm -hmm. and learned the lessons that I've learned now. And so, yeah, it just, it all kind of came out of that and, and I've been kind of on this mission to to find what opens the door to joy, um, how to have joy in the workplace, um, how to have joy in our conversations, in our family life, all of that. And um, it's not something I have all the answers to, but I have discovered some some keys along the way to unlock that door of joy in my life and can also in other people's. And one of the things you said to
0: me that I'll just continue to reiterate to everybody that I know, you said fun is in the moment, joy is the way of life. Mm. And that, that has just been something I've... Really seeing you—it's a way of life for you, mm-hmm. and people become more joyful. Yeah, obviously when they when they come and see what joy really looks
1: like—that's right, yeah. that's right. So, um, man, we got all kinds of stuff going on—sirens, trains. This is amazing. If you can't hear it, you are blessed because we are surrounded by all. But that—you know what? Though this is a, a picture of joy right now because we can have joy in the midst of the storm. Like yeah. there's all kinds of things, crazy stuff going around mm-hmm. in our life right now, but there can be a steady peace. Mm-hmm. I compare joy to half and half. And it's actually the opening chapter of my book is half and half because um, I like half and half of my coffee for a couple of reasons. Tell I'll us. go there. I'll go there. <laughs> One, it reminds me of my wife's gorgeous skin, which is hot and brown. And uh, I love her to pieces. And that's right. She's amazing. I can say my wife's hot on the podcast because she is. We married up. Yeah, totally married up. And, um, but with that said, Joy's kind of the same way. Like, Half and half. When you have a bitter cup of coffee, you add some half and half to it, and it, had, it just adds some flavor, some sweetness to it, and and um, it just it, it creates a wonderful thing. And so, that's joy in the midst of life. You can add some, you can add some, uh, you know, things when you're going through pains. You can add joy, and joy can be part of the, the entire experience, and it's a beautiful thing. Awesome. Man. Yeah.
0: So. Uh- you know, when, it obviously when we started this, uh, this podcast, a lot yeah. it was some around leadership, some was around, you know, just, uh, people's stories and, and, and interviews obviously about that, but, uh, just asking you, what do you think are some of the myths or misconceptions, you know, around leadership and maybe joy, throw that in there, Dan, yeah. that's good. what, you know, what you really have looked into, uh, these days and, um, and basically, you know, what is, what do you emphasize in your message to the world, mm-hmm. you know, on that? Yeah.
1: Well, I think, common misunderstandings of leadership is thinking that it always has to be top down you know thinking that it's always the person calling all the shots it's uh, it's always a person telling everybody else what to do and that's such a small part of leadership yeah there's times we do have to step up and take charge and say okay we gotta do this in my experience I had experience in the military I saw some extreme forms of misappropriated leadership um, where they're just yelling veins popping out of their neck and that kind of thing I understand why um, you know, trying to brace you for war and tense situations. But um, the true leaders are those who led really from the bottom up, not from the top down. Um, they had a way of influencing those all around them. And that's really what leadership is it's influencing people. And um, a- anytime we misappropriate it, appropriate that or um, we can really misidentify leadership as just thinking we're the boss of these things. And it's, man, uh, leadership is always learning you know, and then you tie in joy to it. Like some leaders think that they can't be happy, you know, so they really do. They think that they always got to wear a, you know, straight face that if, if, you know, that, that if their employees see them laughing or, or whatever, they're going to associate that with weakness. And that's just not the case. Um, people need to be able to smile at work. People need to be able to to um, walk with a light heartedness, and that's why I love joy at work and so um, those are some of the things some of the misconceptions thinking that um, if if you're happy at work or something it, it's a sign of weakness, um, which is not um, and, and then also thinking that you need to lead from the top down it's not the case um, it, it's all about le- le- true leadership is like supporting lifting up those around you, helping those around you uh, become even better yeah it's great. How about you? Uh what's some things you found along the way with myths and misconceptions of leadership? Yeah, I
0: think a lot of people they have think they have to do it alone. Mm. Right. And there's just uh that need that I need to do this, climb this mountain mm. by myself, do this by and I need to I need to, you know, be in the forest and ahead, which there's nothing wrong with leading, you know, the pack or whatever. Yeah. You know, but I think that a lot of times, you know, people set off, you know, maybe with uh not enough uh support you yeah know, and i think that they 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 really uh need to understand there's people that have come before them that mm-hmm. know a lot more than them yeah and being humble in the specs of uh, of just really trying to learn from that group of people you know mm-hmm. it's the standing on shoulders of giants and who are your giants you know yeah. and then somebody told me along the way that you know who's your 10 20 and 30 year guy yeah so i'm 38 yeah so who's 48 58 and 68 that I'm oh the there answer, we go you know i like that and i think that You know, I'm 38, so who's the 28 and the 18 year old that I'm born into? Yeah. Because it's not just about learning, it's about giving. Mm -hmm. And I think the misconception about leadership is is just let's learn this one, let's read this, read this, go to conferences, let's do all those things. But I think that that you try to take those things and like, you know, put them back, put them right back out and use them, which there's nothing wrong with that. But I think that there is something that we found, obviously, the collective, there's an intentional order they must be done. And I think as you understand that and go through that, there's some very, basic building blocks of leadership um around defining current state and who you are and where you're going. So mission and vision and values and and unity. And I think those things have gone through by the wayside. They're mm-hmm. things that are on the wall, you know, they're things that leaders do not live by. Mm-hmm. Look at the news. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that uh, those are the big misconceptions and myths and
1: misunderstandings uh, you know in leadership these days. Yeah. That's absolutely little, at least. Yeah. Um, I know these are some of your favorite questions you like to ask guests um, coming <laughs> yeah. up is uh, yeah. what makes your heart beat, Brad Stinson? Yeah, um,
0: when I see people um, when I see people find their purpose mm-hmm. or when I see people step into a place that's closer to their purpose than it was before. Mm-hmm. I think that there's not just the light bulb, there's a different type of just a luminescence that comes from it. Mm -hmm. when it's your purpose Mm -hmm. you think it's the brightest light and then you find your purpose and there's just something that's even more that you can't even explain because it's there's no like you get out of bed faster Mm -hmm. quicker Mm -hmm. more um and i think that what makes my heart beat is when i see people step in and find their purpose and understand that Mm -hmm. everybody does have a purpose
1: absolutely yeah yeah i would say um
0: yep so makes your heart beat,
1: danny yeah uh you know it, it's been this way for i don't know probably since my early days in the navy when i got to see the world that honestly the nations mm-hmm. um and connect and, and merging my love for the nations with uh connecting people um and because when you connect people there's a strength there and when when there's a strength there they reach their purpose there's something about connecting, whether it's from when I'm on stage and I'm speaking, able to connect with the audience and really speak into their life and bring hope you know, to their lives or, or going to a foreign nation and connecting that person with a loaf of bread. Maybe they need food. Um, connecting that person with the heart's greatest need, which is love. Um, you know, I, I think those two things really make my heart beat. Um, I love jet lag. It shows I like airplanes. You know what I mean? Like, yes, I I like jet lag. You said he liked jet lag. I do. It's weird. It's this weird thing. But there's something strange about it. But the whole point is is I love the nations. Mm -hmm. I love stepping into a foreign nation. It can be a a beautiful European country. It could be, you know, blistering heat in Africa. I mean, it could be the crowded streets of India, China, Mm -hmm. trains. You know, I just, I love... Um, the nations. I love meeting people, in those nations, and um, connecting them with truth, connecting them with hope, connecting them with love. Yeah. The next question: um, What makes your heart break? Very
0: synonymous, you know, with uh, with at least the beat. Question is, you know, makes your heart beat is is that uh, when people don't think that they have a purpose, or they don't know how, you know, to find it, or don't think that they can pursue it. Mm -hmm. I think that that for me really just because I've seen so you know I'm starting to see so many people who actually when they go after their purpose and have a support system of who's with them and who's for them and who they need to know and who they need to move on from Mm -hmm. um, as they go after that I think that that's um, um, something that makes my break when I when people think that they're stuck
1: Mm -hmm.
0: but they don't feel like they can go or do or step into something and And I think that's where, that's, that's really why I created a collective. It's like, you know, it's, I love to help people find the purpose, you know, and that's the beat part. But, you know, I think when it breaks my heart, when I, when I know, I think well I've just so much, you know, we have so much time here. And I think that if I can just help one person, one more person, just understand that you have purpose and Mm -hmm. you can live that purpose. And I think when I think people don't have that or don't think that they have a purpose, that kills
1: me. Yeah, absolutely.
0: What about you? What breaks your heart?
1: Yeah. yeah the more I think about it, I, it's gotta be loneliness. Um, seeing people who are lonely. Um, and it, it wrecks me. You know, it moves me to tears when, when someone feels unloved or not valued um, or isolated and, you know, I, um, I know it's kind of heavy, but it, I recently found out a friend of mine that I had, we'd lost contact over the years. You know, it been 15 years since I spoke with him. But I recently heard that he had passed away and they found him in his apartment and he had been alone. He had died and he had been alone, um, dead for two weeks. Whoa. Yeah, and, um, and it just wrecked me, the fact that he was absolutely alone. And, um, I'm, you always ask those questions like, what could I have done? How could I have reached? I mean, you know, it's, it's, but those things really break me. That's why I love going to the nations just because you're meeting with people in need at times and they just need a friend. They just need a smile. They just need a hug. They just need a high five. And, um, I just love helping people feel valued. And I think that's, that even spills over into what I've been able to do with here at the collective is helping leaders see like each person on your team has value, um, each person on your team matters. So, yeah. Um, what difference... There's another question that you... I love seeing your eyes light up when you ask people this question. <laughs> but uh, what difference do you want to make in the world? And the simple question is just leave it better than I found it. Mm. You know, the people that I
0: mm-hmm. you know, come in contact with, mm-hmm. um, the leaders that um, maybe they operate in a different way, they see the world a different way, mm. and that, you know, we cannot... Um, stop this work until you know that is that is something that I'm on a mission to do and, and I think that when you can wake up every day wake up every day mm-hmm. as a Santa vision and have purpose at work and home you're living that life yeah and I think that if I can help as many people be introduced to what that could be mm-hmm. and they get as many as I can there um, that's the difference that I want to make and that's the difference that
1: you know the collective is here to do that's right that's right um yeah, man, I, I and I even ask, think of that for myself, like what kind of difference do you want to make, Danny? And uh yeah, I like to go to the epitaph question, you know, what do I want written on my yeah. gravestone? Um it's it's joy. You know, I want I wanna make a I wanna bring joy to the nations, man. I'll bring joy to Nashville. I wanna bring joy to my own home, which is oftentimes the hardest place to do it. because mm-hmm. um, my kids and my wife see me day in and day out. And, and they see the times I'm not joyful and I'm struggling with joy and fighting for joy. Um, and so I think it, it's got to be joy. I want to bring joy everywhere I go and leave that mark. So, awesome. yeah, um, Brad, I'm going to bring up some pictures, bro. All right. Are we going to do this to where we go back and forth or We do all mine, all yours? Let's do all yours. And then then you can do all mine. So ready? ready? This is all fun. Right. So the question, though, is when you see these pictures, what comes to your heart? Not just your mind, yeah. what comes to your heart. First picture, <laughs> all right, it is a buffalo. Let's show the yes. camera there. Yes. It, okay, okay. A little buffalo. Little buffalo. There we go.
0: Man, um, you know, the story that we tell, you know, what comes to my heart is people that see breakthrough.
1: Hmm. why 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 buffalo though yeah
0: so the story that we you know that we tell is is that uh, the first time that the indians and the cowboys observed the buffalo and the cows on the plane when they saw a storm coming um the cows innately ran away from the storm Mm. and they didn't want to be having any part of it and storms coming lightning scary um but for some reason um the buffalo and the herd they Mm. they ran right at it because they know if they run at the storm and get through the storm um they'll get to the light faster and for some reason they figured that out and i you know i ask every team that we work on our team here that we'd be the buffalo and mm. not the cow
1: Man, come on now i love yeah. it all right moving on mm-hmm. it's a ninja like karate <laughs> champion warrior so oh wow uh picture of a black belt karate
0: um yeah so I would say that's where the foundation was built. Mm. Um, Anything and everything that I've done is probably because of karate. There were some incredible things that I learned from age five. Mm. So the story goes is that I saw the karate kid and for a year I asked, I asked, can I do karate with my parents? And unfortunately, uh, I did not quit asking. So they said, "Finally, let's put him <laughs> in." And that five-year-old became all the way to the age of eighteen, wow. um, doing karate. But um, that right there is um, a lot of world travels, a lot of things that where I learned, you know, really that was probably the start of the foundation of leadership. Okay,
1: for sure, it's good. And so uh, anyone who's listening, Brad could whip you. he's <laughs> okay. a black belt. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All um, right, moving on. Next picture yep. is uh, this is really a picture of skyscrapers and those things, but it speaks to corporate America. Yeah, man, jeez,
0: lost. Hmm. Hmm. I was there. Mm-hmm. I've seen it. Mm. Um. I think we're chasing the wrong things. Mm. Ah. I know we are. Yeah. Um, I think that my heart breaks for people working in companies or being a part of something um, that they don't even want to be a part of. Mm-hmm. And I think that if we actually, as leaders or people who are leaders or have the opportunity to be leaders, if we shifted our focus, they really just even just consider the heart
1: mm-hmm.
0: right now. We're not mm-hmm. that. I think that, There's a lot more than we can do. I think that we are underachieving in corporate America because we are not including the heart.
1: Yeah, that's right. Great point, man. That's heart stuff, yo. Heart stuff. All right, next picture. Okay, soccer ball and cleats. (laughs) Yeah, man.
0: I, I look at this as, you know, legacy because my dad played and then I played and now I'm becoming the coach to coach my little kids. All right. So my heart right now on that is, is that I get to be with my little boys and be their coach and get to feel what my dad felt. Mm-hmm. And it's not just the watch or get to listen to it. It's like, I, I think for me, that was, that's, it's kind of this shifting of the guard of you know learning it playing it now right you know at right. the highest levels and then coaching it now um it's just it's just pure joy because i get to help and hang out with the boys yeah. and
1: do this all the time it's awesome yeah. awesome all right next picture here we go okay. picture your three boys <laughs> <laughs> um
0: I'm here. Mm -hmm. Um.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's good. You know what's coming. You're ready. Here you go. Here's a picture of your wife, Jen. Oh, man.
0: Jeez. Um. My rock. Patient person on earth. Hmm. Um, I think just the way you should live life is how she lives. Hmm.
1: Awesome. Awesome. She's awesome. If there was like a girl word for stud, (laughs) you know what I mean? (laughs) She's awesome, man. (laughs) All right. All right. Cool. All right. Coming to you now. Okay. Here we go. Oh, man, the yeah, ocean. Picture of the ocean. Oh, it's coming to my heart. heart. I can taste it. <laughs> oh, I can taste the salt water and the air and the sand. I, like, I love sand in my car. I, like, I just love the ocean. Um, solace comes to my heart. Uh, thinking, refreshment, surfing if there's waves. Um, just heart moments. I've had so many heart moments um at the ocean mm-hmm. so seeing that it just uh, it gets me um yeah i mean ask my wife to marry me at the ocean you know what i mean it's like the ocean's Everything. played such a there, fun. Right. i'm from san diego man <laughs> it's like come on I had, to, I had to start with that you one yeah, on, you know all right oh high fives yes i love this i've recently <laughs> discovered not that I've but, recently discovered high fives. I've always loved them. But this really is like the international sign of friendliness. It is. It's amazing. And Please tell know, the Disney story. Okay. Letter. We're at Disney World on a business trip, which is awesome. Yeah. And uh, our buddy Corey here, he was, he was like, dude, I dare you to give everyone you see within the next five minutes a high five. And I'm like, don't tempt me, bro. But I just did it. But he, hold on. He said, there's no way you get 15. Yeah. There's hey, no way. Like
0: there's no way you get 15. <laughs>
1: Or something, you know, and I'm just like, and and he's, and so I just, I went for it, but I was so amazed within that, I guess probably even less than five minutes, but like 50 for 50 people gave me a high five. There were even people like holding hands and I'd stop them and be like, hey, hey, high five. And they totally give me one because it's like this totally unoffensive, cool, you're not catching germs really, you know, you're not giving, asking for a hug and being weird. You're just a high five and kids love it. Grandparents love it. I love high fives. So yes. I am I want that to become one of my official titles in life is like high five giver. Yes. You know what I mean? Like chief high five giver. Is that cool? Yes. All new, right. That's your new title. Okay, thanks. Cool. Oh, dude.
0: <sighs> Man. This is a picture of Danny holding the cutest little baby. And I remember receiving this picture
1: from him yeah. on my phone.
0: Uh Man,
1: this is the nation. As in Uganda, um, that little baby is a miracle himself. Um, his, ba- his name was Moses because they drew him out, um, not of water, but a trash can. Wow. As an infant, he was two days old, and they found him in a trash can. Um, he was left for dead, and they took him in the orphanage that we work with over there, and they took him in and um, just loved on him, loved him to health, and now he's a healthy young little boy. Um, so that's my heart right there. You mix kids, nations, um, you know, people, r- redemption, all of that. Um, I, I can't think of very many more things in life that bring me that kind of joy. It's awesome. Man. So it's great. Did you get that on video? Yeah. My buddy opened the door. Yeah. What?
0: <laughs> hey. Picture of Danny's. Book.
1: Yeah, Where's the
0: joy out soon now yes. next year? Yeah. Be ready.
1: Uh, yeah, that's a picture of the manuscript. Um felt really good to finish that book. Um pre-releases pre-release copy is pre-release gonna be available in like three weeks, I think. Something. Um maybe I think from the time of this podcast release, probably it'll be out. Um it's been a it's been a pleasure to write To try to do a deep dive, a lot of story. Um, but my heart was like I want people just like as I said, mm. you know uh, what kind of mark do I want to leave behind in the world? I want it to be joy. So mm. anyone who grabs this book, I want them to really experience joy. I want mm. them to be able to laugh, um, you know. I want them to be able to you know those moments, maybe even cry. I don't know, but it's all story and it's mm. just you know the joyful narrative. I call one of the sections, and um, but my heart is to encourage the reader and give people a, a greater. Understanding of joy and, and walk away with some more joy in their own life. Yeah. Awesome. Great. Ooh. Oh, sure enough. There they are. The boys. Oh, this is coming. There they are. I mean, to your yeah, heart, I mean, not your mind. Yeah. Uh, hmm. So, Isaac, uh, he's my oldest, he's 11. He's just he's so smart, and sometimes i don't I don't know how to deal with how intelligent <laughs> he is and I just love him so much and he at the same time, as smart as he is, he has the biggest heart in the world um Malachi is Mr. creative, he just has so many ideas, and it it's just to sit with him and, and if you really the times I sat with him, just let him explore his ideas, he just keeps going and going and going, he has so much going on in there. Um man, I just love him. And and then there's jo- Josiah, joyful Josiah, I call him. Cause he really is the epitome of joy. Um, he's such an encourager. He's so hospitable. Um, he's so tender. And uh man, I just all these guys, I just want to hold them. You know, that's what my heart says. I just hold them as long as you can and 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 hug him as much as I can, high five him as much as I can. And uh yeah, that's why. That's why I've been able to um, be here is to pour into their lives. They're, they're, uh, I'm responsible to lead them first. Mm-hmm. So, cool. ah, there she is. There's a picture yeah. of his wife on the beach. Uh, that's my brown sugar right there. Um, I love my wife Michelle. We've been married 14 years. My heart um, so patient with me um she's deep she's taught me a lot about depth in life there's no really not a shallow aspect of michelle Mm -hmm. and uh yeah she's deep and challenges me to be deep with friendships and and deep with you know anything i do to have a depth to it and have a, a reason behind it and um She's definitely my biggest encourager. She has a, she's, you know, in, in like a, a biblical term, it'd be like a Barnabas. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, she's a big encourager and uh, she's such a, an encouragement to me. Anything I've done, she's gone, she's, you know, that she knows is right and good and true. She's come behind me full, full support. So, so thankful. She's a peach. i married up. Yes, you did. <laughs> Awesome. Um, moving along with this, um, what's, what do you think, Brad? And we can touch on this briefly, but what do you think is the greatest threat and obstacle for effective leadership these days? Just all the distractions. Yeah.
0: I mean, I think that we're so distracted and we're, we're, we're chasing. Um, there's always going to be more money to be made. There's always going to be better processes. There's always going to be performance, but as a leader, Mm. you have a responsibility to, um, Make the life better for the people who work for you, yeah. and the people that you are, uh, you know, on your journey with in life. And I sure. think the biggest threat is the distraction of what really matters.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What do you think? Uh, I would say narcissism. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, when when we are consumed with ourself, we miss out on those we can lead. Mm-hmm. Um, we miss out on true. Uh, true giving because it's even where joy comes from is giving when we give there's a greater aspect of joy um, so I think the greatest threat and obstacle to true effective leadership is narcissism when we're just so consumed with ourselves that we can't see the needs of those around us awesome yeah um, here's a good little question and we'll, yeah. we'll, let's try to narrow it down to one if one word if we okay. could what's your greatest fear? other than snakes? yeah <laughs> Those are mine, too. I hate snakes. (laughs) One word.
0: Why don't you? take that one. Yeah, and then I'll give you one. Okay, I'm I'm struggling Uh, with. I'm just two or three. You know, I'm gonna
1: be super transparent, honest, and vulnerable. I actually should always be honest. Yeah, isn't that funny when people say that? (laughs) To be honest, let let me just be honest here. Well, hopefully, you're always honest, Mm -hmm. but um, failure. Mm. Honestly, um, that I would let. Those closest to me down, you know, um, uh, failure. Yeah.
0: Um, it's, it's, two words, but it's one yeah. thought. Sure. Sure. It's, uh, too soon. Mm. Meaning the, the fear of going too soon before mm. my time, uh. before, you know, what, I was meant to do hmm. and what you know and, and, and getting everything out there that
1: i feel like should
0: the world mm-hmm. should know so mm-hmm. maybe
1: that's good um we're gonna get a little bit lighter now but how do you personally recharge the brad stinson mojo well i'm horrible at this so
0: you know one of the guys <laughs> we interviewed ccz wrote a book on soul rest that i need to probably take in but yeah. uh you know, I think, uh, my biggest time is, you know, and I just did this, you know, with my wife is actually to just go somewhere with her, mm, just go away and yeah, get off the grid and or take an evening or go on a date. Like if I can be with her anywhere in the world, yeah. I'm good. That's just cool. her. Love my kids, but yeah, just her.
1: That's yeah. cool. Wow. That's well, how, how do I, I not answer the same? <laughs> <laughs> and my wife will she's like, what, what do you mean? We're done. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. I probably, my mojo recharge is probably from, used to be surfing. I honestly, Mm I used to go surf and Mm -hmm. I'd be alone. You know, as extroverted as I am, I tend to recharge uh, alone. Cool. And uh, I love reading, you know, reading, grabbing a biography or, you know, like right now I'm reading that Louis Zamperini book, um, which is also a movie, Mm -hmm. Unbroken. And I'm just getting totally recharged, you know. So reading in a quiet place with, you know, whether it's on my front porch or the beach or whatever, just get, getting quiet. I mean, there's even times I recharge on the, you know, way here. i to Nashville um, from, from my house and it's just quiet. I don't turn on any podcasts. No, um, it's good to listen to podcasts, by the way. But Please do that. Please do, especially ones that start with heart. Oh! <laughs> No, um, I, I do though. I'll I'll just get quiet, no music, nothing. And just, I, there's something about silence. I think CZ might've said one of those, some, similar to that, but it really does me. I, I recharge with silence. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah. All right. Now this is called joy time. You ready? Yep. I'm going to go through this with you and then you're going to figure it out and go through with me. Yeah, I got it. You ready? Yep. All right. Would you rather people not come to your wedding or your funeral? Uh. Funeral, because I don't. I won't be there.
0: <laughs> I want <love it>. to. <laughs> I want to party with people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right.
1: Um, okay. Favorite cereal. Oh wow! Oh, uh, Frosted Flakes. Ooh, with bananas. You ever had that? No, it's incredible. Just straight up. Okay. All right. Yeah. For the record, try it. I will. Super good. Lark or an owl. Uh, lark. Yeah. Uh, high five or a hug. A hug. Right on. Yeah, dude. Squishies. Yes, you've switched me to a <laughs> hug guy. 100% hug guy. <laughs> awesome. All right. Soccer or American football? Oh. And you can't say why or anything, you got to pick one or the other. Suck. All, right. All right. Okay. Here's a big one for you, Brad. Get ready. <laughs> it, at least, no, one year without brushing your hair. Or one year without brushing your teeth? Do I have bad breath, Danny? No, I'm just okay. saying you got to right. pick teeth or hair, man.
0: <laughs> um, uh, I... I I can wear hats, so okay, brush my teeth. Good solution. <laughs> I, can, I can put a hat on for
1: a year. Yes. <laughs> I,
0: will, I will definitely
1: the best brush part my about, teeth. The best part about it is you took a while for that one. Yeah. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Brad has great hair. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, you have five minutes to spare, text, or phone call? Phone call. Phone call. I hate text. Okay. And uh, go to the movies or stay home and watch Netflix.
0: I like the movies. Okay,
1: my wife doesn't. That's a conundrum, my friend. So, all right,
0: all right. Go back to you, man. All right. So, would you have people rather not come to your wedding or not come to your funeral? I'd rather people not come to
1: my wedding. Mm Hmm. Um. Wow. Yeah. Please, why? A funeral is. My true homecoming, mm-hmm. and uh, that, that I just want it to be a true celebration of life. Okay. And uh, the wedding also is super expensive, <laughs> you don't you know have, to, for you it? have to <laughs> limit. Oh I mean, we, you can lose friends killing over me. not inviting someone to your yeah, wedding, so oh, and I, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I'm gonna say, yeah. uh, funeral, yeah, I, I'd rather them. Um, Actually, wedding. Yeah, I'd rather people not come to my wedding than okay. not go to my funeral. Okay. All right. Favorite cereal? Raisin Bran Crunch. Really? Oh, I love it. It's the sweet one. And really? Flakes are a little frosted. They're yes. crunchy. The raisins are puffy. Oh, man, it's amazing. Lark or an owl? Lark, hands down. Yes, we are. More yeah. People. Yes.
0: High five or a hug? Ooh, <laughs> <For> <laughs> this, this is one right now. Really <laughs> hard. Style.
1: You know what? I'm going to do a high five hug.
0: You can't do that. <laughs> you have to pick.
1: No, you made me pick. You have to pick. Oh, you made me pick. You know to do? My okay. teeth. Okay. Come on. I'm gonna do the high, like, where you high-five somebody and you hug their hand. What? Try it, bro. Watch. Hand hug. Oh. <laughs> what <in> the world. <laughs> Got by that one, didn't I?
0: Alright. Watching your Golden State Warriors or watching your kid play basketball? <laughs> live or TV uh, both live oh. <laughs> it's both basketball <best. laughs> I,
1: I gotta go with my son uh, I gotta go of course
0: you do I gotta go
1: <laughs> but I need out. to have you make you think a little
0: bit <laughs> I know go on bro alright alright um, if you have I'm gonna get back to one but uh, five minutes if you have five minutes do you text
1: or do you call I'm just gonna be real. I'm texting. Really? Yeah. You're a
0: texter.
1: I'm not, really? but I like if I have more than five minutes, I'm gonna mm-hmm. call.
0: Okay.
1: If I have five, if I just have five minutes, I'm gonna be like, dude, blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. That's it. Um, stay home with Michelle and read a
0: book. Mm-hmm. Or stay home with Michelle and watch a movie.
1: Stay home with Michelle and watch a movie. Really? Yep. Yep. Like so when I'm alone, do those things. Yeah. When I'm alone, yeah. I like to read the book. But when she's there, I like to cuddle up, watch a movie. Smart, dude. Sure enough.
0: Yep. All right. Um, last, uh, last thing, okay. Here we go. Um So um, under uh, the speaking category. Oh. All right. Okay. Do you like, you have to either speak to high schoolers or just adults?
1: Really, bro? I know. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I know. Oh my heart. Ouch. Um, I'm gonna have to go with adults. Good. Yeah, because cool. you got 20 to like 100. Yeah. Of a range of like sure. in high school, they're pretty limited. So, yeah. um, I'm gonna go with adults. Cool. Yeah. Thanks, right. man. Awesome. Yep. Uh, we're gonna be winding this up. Um, <laughs> Brad, how can people get in touch with you if they want you to speak? I know you got a book that's going to be around the corner. Yep. What are you going to be calling it? It's called "Where Are You." Awesome. Yep. So, if people want to get in touch with you directly or even the collective, what do they yep. need to go to?
0: Yeah, you can go to our website, fill out a contact list, uh, contact form. Just you know, get a get a hold of us. You know, that way, um, or you can you know email me at brad at the dot Okay, uh, you can hit us up on my Instagram, um, brad dot or at The Collective Global. Cool. You know, so on Instagram as well. So can what I about you? This guy. How do uh, they get in touch with you? You got a book coming out? How can they buy it? Tell us, tell us.
1: Absolutely. The quickest way is going to be dannywilliamson.com. Um, there you go. Yeah. And you, whether it's for speaking, getting, buying my book, it's all right there. So That's dannywilliamson.com. You can email me there at hello at dannywilliamson.com. And uh, super simple. Okay. So last question uh, for each of us. If people want to
0: start with heart, What advice would you give them, Danny?
1: Slow down. Slow down. Look up. And uh, look up. See if there's a bright, big world out there. And uh, you have a purpose in it. And... uh, But slow down. Stop. Look up. And uh, you'll find that heartbeat. So I'd say. How about you, Brad? Um, I would say be ready
0: hmm. for the journey mm-hmm. and do it. Now yeah, we're talking.
1: Nike like that. Nike like that, right? Just do it, man. But
0: uh, I think that um, it's it's hard. It's tough. It's hmm. a connection back to something that obviously um, you might have been disconnected from. Uh, but I think that. Um, know that it is a tough and tough journey but um there's many people that we come in contact with every day that start with heart and doing what they love every single day and every single person that's right is afforded that opportunity
1: right on man So good stuff. Yeah.
0: So thank you. This has been a, you know, a podcast to get to know Danny, to get to know myself, to get to know, you know, what we're about, uh, to kind of, you know, kind of intro you into some of the questions that we're going to ask the, you know, these people, uh, as we interview and go through season one and maybe more seasons, we'll see what happens, man. But, uh, it's been a pleasure, you know, to just, uh, you know, share our hearts and what we're about, you know, with you guys. Um, and, uh, we look forward uh, to more opportunities to do this. Anything else from you? Hand hug, hand hug. That's how we're ending <laughs> this. All yeah. right. My name is Brad Stinson. That is Danny Williamson. Thank you so much. Start with heart podcast, sponsored by the Collective Goval. We out.